Take four. Welcome to another episode of the Boston University Podcast. If it's your first time listening, I'm John, a former animal cruelty officer and a former animal shelter supervisor. And I'm Jamie. I'm a certified dog trainer and a canine behavioral consultant. On this episode, greetings from the farm. That took four tries. <laughs> We're a little rusty. That took four tri- It's never taken that long. Oh, so, no, it had in, in the beginning when we first started. Yeah, maybe. For sure. Um, for, yeah, greetings from the farm. We're it's here. our first podcast from the farm. We are in my office slash our podcast studio. We're mm-hmm. also recording, so there's going to be a video version of this on YouTube and possibly IGTV. I don't know. I haven't yeah. made up my mind. Um, this room is currently not sound treated, so there might be a little bit of an echo. I think I hear it already. In the headphones. A little bit. But it's got to be better than the old <laughs> kitchen. Yes. <laughs> um, so we weren't anticipating to take like a month and a week or a month and a half off. No. I don't know how long it's been. It's been a while. Yeah. But it's just been like, go, 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 go. We kind of found out last minute that we were closing on the farm and um, like a few days beforehand. Yeah. No, it wasn't even like 36 hours before is when we really got the green light that it was going to happen. Yes. Yeah. If I'm remembering correctly, I remember getting the approval on Friday and we closed that following Friday, but we didn't know if we were going to close on that following Friday because the people who had the numbers for like the closing number, like weren't getting back to our lawyer and That's right. we didn't know it's if it was going to be a Friday or a Monday deal. And if it was going to be Monday, I think my heart would have broke. Yeah. There's always an issue. But so, but it was like, a Friday. it's been nonstop. Yes. Um, and I don't know. There's, I feel like there's so much to talk about, so much to update. I know. Um, I had a little list. I already forgot everything I wrote down. <laughs> well, I think your four tries of doing the intro kind of shook you up a little bit. I have first spot about the farm. But before we get into that, yeah. um, I don't know if someone gave us a shout out like on their podcast or something or um, maybe on their social media. I know you've been saying that the last couple of days. Yeah, we've been like getting an influx, like more than we normally get of like followers on Instagram and then... We just, we haven't put out an episode in a while. When you don't put out episodes in a while, you start to drop on the charts because mm-hmm. your weekly downloads drop. Yeah. Um, we like spiked out of nowhere and like we're continually getting an, like just like a consistent flow after the spike. So I don't know what that's all about. Like we shot up the chart out of nowhere and I was expecting like right, we're probably going to drop to like, yeah. to like 100, 120 because we haven't put out anything in a month and mm-hmm. it's like, boom, we're shot up almost to the top. Yeah. So I don't know if if you're listening because someone gave us a shout out. Could you let us know who it is? Yeah, so we can <laughs> find out. We're a little confused. Um, happy about it. Good problem to have. Although we we did get a shout out. Not, we didn't. Our podcast didn't get a shout out, but our dog training business got a shout out. You look confused. I am. What are you talking about? By the governor of New Jersey. <gasps> oh yeah, I forgot about that. You forgot about that. <laughs> um, I got a random call. Now let me just preface this with um, when John and I first met, and our we've kind of gone over our love story a little bit but um kind of weird how we got together and how fast our relationship um moved forward but uh, my best friend who I've known since college um when we when me and John first met I was explaining everything to her and our lifestyle and just everything she said the phrase your life is an acid trip and ever since then it's never been more true she gave us the maloika like random stuff happens to us that makes no sense 
things that don't happen to other people. Yes. Right? I don't know if it's just. And it's like normal for us. But like when we say it out loud, people are like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. It's just another day. <laughs> like when you told your mom about Governor Murphy giving us a shout out, she was like, I'm so confused. I don't know how to react. <laughs> yeah. I think everybody was very confused yeah. by that. I mean, I was confused, but only for a little bit. And I was like, oh, these things kind of happen to us. Yeah. I, We're, you know, we put ourselves I mean. out there. Yeah. And um, we try and do the best work we possibly can. Yeah. And um, a lot of times it's like thankless work and it's hard work. And I guess it just karma and the universe has a funny way of working out every now and then. Yeah, I think so. So I was going to play the audio from that, if you don't mind, if I could remember what where if, it was. What if I tell you that I mind? And you can get out of here and I'll do the podcast by myself. You're going to do with Oakley? Leave me your list because coming up later on the on the episode is uh, <laughs> we've been trying to hire people for the dog walking business. Which I'll get into. We'll get into that a little more in detail. But um, because have, of this whole COVID unemployment thing, we get a lot of applicants who are literally just applying to satisfy the requirement from unemployment yeah. to be putting out job applications. So I'm going to read like my my application has a bunch of questions that uh, requires you to answer to submit your application. And I'm going to read people's the best ones. We're going to read the best ones. They are astronomical. Like you want to talk about acid trip. Oh my God. So stay tuned for that because you'll be laughing. So about a week ago, September 15th is when we got the shout out from the governor of New Jersey. That's where we live. Um, just decided to shout out Possum university. So here that is. Let's switch gears for a minute and turn to recognize another of the small businesses who have worked in partnership with the New Jersey Economic Development Authority to remain open to serve their communities. Possum University is the four-year-old Monmouth County-based business run by these two, Jamie on the left, John on the right, Caponetta, both veteran animal rescue and behavioral specialists. Their specialty, by the way, positive reinforcement with pets. Through Possum University, Jamie and John provide one-on-one training for both four-legged and two-legged students. And away from Paulson University, both Jamie and John are associated with other animal-focused nonprofits, helping shelter animals and providing animal health care services. A lot of families have taken on a new pet during the pandemic, and Paulson University has been there to help those lucky canines especially adapt to their new homes and new humans, and vice versa. I had the opportunity to speak with Jamie and John on Monday. They're doing a great job, and I thank them for all that they're doing. Check them out, possumuniversity.com, possumuniversity.com. How cool is that? That was pretty cool. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> um, you should take yeah. exactly what he said and put it on our website. He, he did a really, he did good, a really job. good job. Listen, love him, hate him. It, it depends on where you fall it's a on hard the political job. spectrum. It's a hard job. I, w- um, I, I wouldn't want to do that. But that, I thought that was really cool. And I thought that he did a really good job. And at first I was worried that it was be it would be politicized because I don't want our, you know, I don't want politics attached to our yeah. brand because mm-hmm. that's not what we do. We're here. For dog stuff. Yes. You want you want a break from the politics because that's all that's being shoved down our throats. You come listen to our podcast. You come consume our content and you get dog stuff. You don't get politics. Yeah. So let's pretend like he has no party affiliation and uh, he just gave us a shout out. And it was very like he non-politicized. Did his, he did his research. It wasn't like, hey, now vote for me. It wasn't anything yeah. like that. He didn't say, hey, so who are you guys voting for in November? Mm-hmm. It was nothing like that. So for that, I, I, uh, I thank him. Yeah. And um, I think it was very professional and, and uh, you know, very classy the way it was done. So that was pretty cool. Um, now you want to talk about your farm? 
our farm. I just wanted to make you feel good. Thanks. It, it is. Everybody knows it's our farm. <laughs> yes, we are loving it here. Um, completely different from where we used to live. Um, and it's such a nice break. I, I thank my parents so much for letting us live with them for three plus months. Yeah. A lot longer than we thought we were going to be there. It ended up being, was it 100 days almost exactly? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. And, uh, it, you know, it was it was much better than I think I would have anticipated with a screaming crazy toddler and four dogs. Little man is crazy. Little man is amazing and sweet, but also nuts. So (laughs) like he's a really good kid and he listens for the most part, but he's still like a toddler that doesn't speak the language. So (laughs) he's a little, he's a little crazy. Um, So it was tough, you know, and um, you know, we were impeding on their lifestyle and, everything that they normally do. And, you know, people are always home, always around. You don't really get that break right. no matter how much you love I each other. I can't just like break out into song, like a big theatrical production Why? that my I dad do does it. with my, with our dogs. It's just, not the same. <laughs> it's not the same. The things I say, um, yeah, but now I can do that again. Yes, you can. Um, and it's different. Like it was my family, not your family. And I'm sure I would have felt, you know, the same if we were at your, your parents' right. house, like not as comfortable, even though, right. you know. Well, I think we talked about this. Yeah. So let's talk about the farm. Yes. For anybody that really wants to know about the farm. And if you're if it's your first time listening to this podcast and you stumbled upon this episode, it's not always like this. Yeah. Uh, there's plenty of good dog info. If you're looking for the dog info stuff, you can go to paulsonversity.com forward slash guide or podcast guide. I don't know. It's in the show notes. But um, you, yeah. then you could look up specific episodes for like specific behavioral issues. And um, really get that good information. But this is more like because it's been six weeks, I think. I didn't really do that. Yeah, we're more doing like a lifestyle update. Recap for Mm -hmm. those that care. Thank you for caring. Um, So our farm, we talked about it a little bit. We didn't want to go into too much detail because we don't want to jinx ourselves. But it's a nine-acre farm here in Millstone, New Jersey. Mm -hmm. It's, uh, It's sort of the middle of nowhere, but at the same time it isn't, which is the best part. Yeah, we're like seven minutes from the mall, like mm-hmm. the Freehold Mall. It's really, it's it's right on the outskirts of Freehold, which Freehold is like really hustle and bustle. Like everything's in Freehold. Right. So um, we're right here. We have a lot of plans, but we have a lot of plans and we're going to, we plan to have a lot of animals yes. and we're working on making those connections because it's important to us that we rescue every animal that comes to our, our place. Mm-hmm. What are we calling it? You picked a name. I picked a name for our farm because nobody really wrote in to give ideas about the farm. I don't know if it was just too much of a responsibility or nobody you guys, was listening to you. Or nobody was really, really listening. It was a long podcast. So I wonder if people just didn't make it to the yeah. end. Um, I wanted you guys to kind of come up with a really good name for the farm, but it didn't kind of work out. So I came up with the Underdog Acres. It's, yeah. Underdog Acres. Yep. Home of Possum University Canine Rehab Facility. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Where the underdogs rise. Ooh, that's good. I know. So we got our first animal. She's a cat. It's a cat. <laughs> that's so weird. We the have a first cat. time owning a cat for either of us. <laughs> well, you said that you owned one for. Okay. I wouldn't say I owned one. Um, his name was Ringo. He was a feral cat that lived around our house Um at college and my roommate at the time michelle she's a crazy cat lady and uh she was like let's take him in and i was like okay a whatever cat. Said, but he was so sweet he was it was little he was a baby um he was you know he was sweet he was nice um we had him in our room for probably up to a week and he was 
totally like in the middle of the night knocking shit over like he's feral yeah and and i was like michelle we have to figure something out because this is not working for my sleeping schedule so our other sorority sisters mom up north took him oh well well things are going a lot better than that for salem yes thankfully (laughs) salem's living the dream She's a barn cat, so she's not really, she doesn't really have the temperament where she's allowed, like, should be in a home with people and dogs and a baby. Uh, so, really, she was set to be euthanized. And Volox, the rescue that we were formerly on the board of, I think we talked about the fact that we had stepped down. There was just too much going on, yeah. and it, it was for the best, and I didn't want to waste anybody's time. Yeah. But uh, they had pulled her from the shelter that was going to euthanize her and said, hey, you guys are looking for a barn cat, right? And we're like, yeah, absolutely. And... Now she's here. She's gorgeous. Uh, Dawn likes to call her call them mousers. So oh. like, really, her she has a job. Her job is to keep rodents out of the barn and the bugs, which I didn't really know that she would do. But girl is real good at being a pest control. She th- we go in there and there's like fifty dead crickets. And like it's so weird because they look uninjured. They just they're just dead. I don't know how she does. I it. don't I don't know if she just takes like one nail and just like spikes them and then just like watches them die. But it's like it they're just everywhere and they're. They're deceased. Um, so a cat. And then we also are getting a pig, a pig. We're working that out. And three goats and three goats, if not more in the future. Mm-hmm. They're all they're all every we've we've decided that, you know, for the most part regard other than chickens, I think is it's kind of weird to adopt a chicken. Right. Um, that we are going to adopt every animal that that comes onto our farm, kind of like a sanctuary type thing. Um I think the only way you'd really adopt a chicken if it was a chicken that was a layer and is older now and doesn't lay anymore and then they're going to euthanize the chicken, I'd rather take the chicken and just let them live out yeah. her well, days. I, the problem with chickens are, one, they're they're so cheap to yeah. have and to take care of. They're pretty low maintenance. Um, when they stop laying eggs, they can be used for meat. So not a lot of people end up trying to adopt out their I know. their layers. Just they it. just eat them. Cull them and, Yeah. Yeah. I hate that phrase, call them, because it doesn't Cole, sound... C-U-L-L. Oh, well, that's why I didn't like it, because I thought it was call, like C-A-L-L, and I was like, like I don't get call it. Call to the Lord. Yeah, like, what? <laughs> Getting all religious. Um, yeah, so um, a good friend of ours, daughter, um, she actually works at the Staten Island Zoo. Staten Island Zoo. And she, what, I don't even know what the situation is. She has her animals at this woman's farm? I don't know. I don't, she, want to, I don't want to put it on record because we don't know. Yeah. But so, we should be seeing her tomorrow. Yes. So these animals are at a farm right now. They're not really, you know, being cared for that well. They're I getting the, the bare the minimum care. what's necessary. And I think the woman who owns the farm is like over in over her head. Um, so she's, she's looking to place a lot of her animals. And um, so we're going to be taking the pig for the most part unless something no, the comes pig up. Is, the pig belongs to somebody else. No. You're getting your stories all mixed up. Nobody listen. She's lying. She's <laughs> making all of this up. All right. I will you got clarify tomorrow. That, okay. I don't I don't want to go into too much detail, but I believe the pig was supposed to be a miniature pig, ended up being a full size pot belly that was owned by some by a gentleman who still owns him and is trying to find placement. He's currently living at somebody's barn. I don't know if that's related to the same barn that yes. the goats are at. Yes. Are you sure? Positive. I don't know. Read the messages tonight. 
It doesn't it's, matter. It's been a long drawn out. There's been a lot of back and forth between yes. goats and pigs and stuff. So. Because we're trying to figure out logistics. And yes. we're going to figure more of that out tomorrow. Like, we just want everybody to be happy. And apparently this pig doesn't do super well with other goats being right. near it. And I don't want to stress him out. I exactly. Want to, so to we want to be happy. So we have to figure out fencing and all that good stuff to keep him. If he needs to be separate, he'll need to be separate. So there are more animals to come. Yes. And we need sure. to find a good vet. Animal vet. Yeah. I, I have a few in my head. I have to go through my old books from when I was doing law enforcement. Um, Department of Ag works with a couple of really good vets. I mean, well, a, anybody that is assigned, like the Department of Agriculture, when they do investigations, everyone doing an investigation is a veterinarian. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, like, we worked with a lot of nice. those veterinarians. So, I got to go through and see who I know and see if I can find their business cards. I think I have it somewhere. And then we also know um, our client and friend, Liz, she lives in Millstone as well. She has goats and a chicken, and we can also kind of vet her vet. See see who she uses, yeah. yeah. I wish that we could get Mammon out here. Vet Mammon, she said she was going to brush her up hands on her dirty. stuff. <laughs> I wish that we talked about the, the deer family, too, on the podcast so that we could give a proper update. Well, we can just say... Um, unfortunately, when we came into this house for years, this family for been years, here. this, this deer pack, I don't even know what you call a family of deer family, um, have been coming to this house, getting fed with corn for more than four years at this point. Um, and when we bought the house, the owner begged me to make sure that we, you know, kept taking care of the family and feeding we were like, them. Yeah. We were so excited. Um, and so we fed them for like the first two weeks and then they stopped coming around. And then we started looking on the Millstone Facebook page that there is a horrible virus. EHD, epizootic hemor- hemorrhagic disease. And it's like a gnat biting disease. Yeah, it's gnat born. So they have to get bit by a gnat. Um, and it's, it seems like the disease progression is that they then get like a, a, they start to get a little delirious. They get a very high fever. They go to the water to try and hydrate and then that's where they die. Yeah. So it, the disease really follows bodies of water and millstone is like, there's a big, obviously body of water going through millstone. So like, it's weird driving through this town because there's no deer. None. I've seen one deer in the last week. And, you and smell, I've been doing a lot of nighttime driving. You smell the dead deers, but they're not on the road. It's not from being hit by cars. It's them right. going deep to the, in the woods, woods to die. It, it just lingers off so in the woods. So we've only seen, and, and I don't know if we, I'm sure if anybody's watched our stories on Instagram, you've seen um, Abigail, skinny girl. Um, she's got a really skinny I posted neck. her on my Instagram too, at yeah. canine cap. Beautiful, beautiful deer um, who's clearly been through something traumatic where her neck was altered. Probably broken and then broken healed. Broken and then healed. And so she had a really, we called her skinny neck. Um, and she had a baby after that. Like she's been trucking along, staying alive. And then to to die from this, vac- this uh, virus, horrible. So yeah. we saw her about a week and a half ago. Well, John did. And no, she was, it, was more, it was like probably almost three weeks ago now. But she, she was, was just kind of like behind our house. She's never back there. And she was just kind of staring out. Like a thousand mile. Oh no, she was wasn't her head touching the ground. I don't know. Her like nose. I sent you a video on Snapchat because I was like, "What is she doing?" Her nose was just touching the ground and she just didn't move. And I I, I approached her. I, I brought some corn with me. I, was like, I called her over. I motioned that I was going to throw some corn at her. Normally that makes her step towards us, and she just like slightly like moseyed away from me. So weird. So I guess she was at that delirious. Phase. And that was the last time we saw her. Yeah. So that it sucks. 
It does. Now and there was a family of four, and then we've only seen the baby, and she's a little skittish, so. I think I saw her earlier. Yeah? Yeah, coming down the driveway, so that's good. We got to put more corn out for her. Yeah, we do. So, that's her. our sad deer update. Very can heartbreaking. We, can we make it a positive note now? Yeah. Bad job applicants? Uh, yes. Here we go. Hold, please, as I open up my screenshots. Yes. Okay. Should I give you a little background music? That Did just it just stop? I don't know. Do you want to go turn the camera back on? No. I don't even know if it stopped or not. All right. So, um, so I put out the job, the job application, and it says, you know, it gives a lot of information about our, our company. You know, the dog walking, what area it's for. Um, the time frame is from, like, 10 to 2. That's, like, the hottest time that people want walks because they want lunch walks. Um, and you need a car, valid driver's license, normal. You know, the usual things to actually do the job. You know, experience with dogs. Um, no animal cruelty, but so these are, these are the questions and the people that answered. Um, so I said, when are you available as soon as possible? Do you have any experience with dogs? If yes, please explain. Not much. Hmm. What makes you a good fit for this job? Because I love doggies. Oh, okay. Um, so that was the fun of that not, one. No, not much. No, not much. At least they're honest. Yeah. Um, so this one I thought was a little abrupt, like not how I would fill out an application. Uh, yes, I've owned five dogs, all different types and sizes. I'm on my sixth dog now at home. What makes you a good fit for this job? Like I said before, I've dealt with all types of dogs and I love walking and dogs. Wow, losing so, patience. So let's put both together and get paid for it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> this one, this one really gets me. Um Okay, when are you available to start? Monday. Do you have any experience with dogs? If yes, please explain. Yes, with five exclamation points. No, five question marks, mm. right? Yeah. So yes, well, question, mark, you, question mark, question mark, question why, mark. Why would you want to know if I have experience with dogs? I don't understand. What makes you a good fit for this job? Yes. <laughs> have you ever been convicted of animal cruelty? Yes. I like her. She's a straight shooter. Do you, do you have your own car with a flexible schedule? Monday. All right. You're hired. <laughs> that one, I was like, what planet am I on? Because this is a joke. I think that might have been the worst. Yeah. Um, yes, I was, I was convicted of animal cruelty. And you'd be surprised. Like, this next one also says yes for animal cruelty. They might even be telling the truth. They might be. So, um... So, yeah, that's why I screenshotted this one because it says, do you have experience with dogs? Yes. What makes you good fit for this job? Yes. Do you have, have you ever been convicted of animal cruelty? Yes. Do you own your own car and have a flexible schedule? No. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> like, they're funny now, even though I've reread these like a million they're times. They're funny, but I really think that th these have to be people who are just trying to satisfy whatever they need oh, to yeah. satisfy to get their unemployment check. This one's check. good, too. Do you have any experience with dogs? If yes, please explain. Not really. What makes you good fit for this job? I'm applying for it. I mean, if you look <laughs> at our current applicant pool, you're not wrong. <laughs> uh, and this one has a full-time job, but only wants to work in the evenings. Me too. Um, so this one, this one actually worked 
at our most hated um, doggy daycare training facility in the area. Um, Are you telling too much right now? No, 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 no. Um, you're and talking, then, okay. then she applied for it. And so it says, when are you available to start as soon as possible? Do you have any experience with dogs? Did not answer. It literally said, did, it says, did not provide an answer. What makes you a good fit for this job? Me and dog are the letter like peanut butter and jelly. Dot, Ooh. dot. I like peanut butter and jelly. What? Is there crust? You, you got to ask her if there's any crust. Then she reached out like two weeks later asking if I received her application. I'm like, oh, yes, I received yes, it. Yes, and I read it and I got hungry and I forgot about it. Um, let's see. which What's the funny thing about this one? This is all like in what, like two weeks? Yes. Um, what makes you good for this job? job I, have pers- I personally have and train my dogs so I'm good with them. They're uh, going to put you out of business. Just wait. Yeah. Do you have your own car and fly school schedule? Uh, no, but I can always get a ride. Now, maybe if you're listening to this, you don't understand why that's funny, why that's ridiculous. It's ridiculous because it's literally like a, a dog walking is like a, a paper route. Like, right? a, like a truck driving business. Like a like, truck driving route, like a delivery route, like... You, you have to drive from house to 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 house over the course you of like just get four a or five hours. So unless you have somebody dropping you off to every single house and waiting for you, like, no. Yeah, and now I, like that. we, we got to rely on one person. Now we got to rely on two people? Yeah. Nope. Can't do it. Um, available to start as soon as possible. Do you have an experience? Yes. What makes you good fit for this job? I love puppies. No car. Flexible schedule. What's your current current availability look like? Sometimes in the morning, sometimes at night. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Um, what makes good fit for this job? I love dogs. Why are you interested in this job? Love animals. Do you have a reliable source of transportation? No. No. <laughs> um, oh, this one's more wordy. Like, at least they tried, but, right. like, it just makes me laugh because I don't know if anybody on this podcast listens to... Elvis, Elvis show, uh, Elvis Duran yeah, morning right? show. Just, yes, I just malfunctioned geez. there for a second. Hope he doesn't hear that. Elvis Duran morning show and um, and the morning show. David David Brody always makes fun of people that are sending yeah. in applications to yeah, be mess up their the grammar. Their grammar yeah. is god awful. I mean, sometimes he really rips people to shreds for like little little things, but like this is bad. Um, I love animal and dogs. They are people's best friend. They are like, comma, just the right amount of TLC and the rest is all smiles and tail wagging. Why are you interested in this job? I see how people treat animals. I believe it's my job to help every dog have fun when their master is not around for the moment. At least they tried. (sighs) What makes a good fit for this job? I love dogs. Why are you interested in this job? Well... Because I love dogs. Don't you know? <laughs> I haven't just you, told you. <laughs> haven't you heard? Like people are angry with me. <laughs> All right. That was the end. But uh, I got I got a pretty good kick out of most of those. This like, is literally what it's like trying to hire somebody in 2021. Like 
most of these came in like the th- two weeks that John and I were like nonstop working on this house. Like literally when I say nonstop, nonstop did not go to bed till two o'clock in the morning. And we would like sit in bed and I'd be like going through these. And I am like delirious at this point. And I'm just reading these aloud to John and I'm dying because I don't even understand how anybody doesn't matter the age or background would put these through. It's crazy. The one with the, the peanut butter and jelly got me going because like she had the experience she could have had the job the ones that say yes to animal cruelty oh bad what is your intention no the one with the yes yes monday 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 really got me it's just insane and and like do you think that i don't take my business seriously that i'm gonna actually allow you to represent us i think that dog walking just has such like a connotation of like it's just a whatever job but in reality like we take it so seriously it's it is serious people are trusting you like you're basically a babysitter yeah that's why we we're so like we say no to so many people though the amount of applicants i've said no to is insane we 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 try and get like the absolute best because we know that our clients trust us to find the best people and they deserve the best they're paying their hard-earned money and their dogs are really great dogs they deserve to have people that are going to take care of them every every dog deserves and like you know john and i i've said before that because of what we do, we have a lot of clients that um, cross over from training to walking. And they sometimes are a little, you know, behaviorally difficult. Mm-hmm. So I need the best walkers to, to take care of them so they don't get in trouble and they that yeah. they can, ex, you know, keep pushing forward in their training and doing exactly what I would do if I was there. So they're not just walkers. They're also like mini trainers. Right. So basically, in short, if you're going to apply to our job openings... Um, take it seriously because we take it seriously. And if you don't seem like you're going to take it seriously, you're not going to get a call back. Yeah. Oh, and simple. wait, we didn't even talk about the woman who was uh, a part-time lawyer who got nasty. We didn't talk me. about that. I don't think we did. Ooh, that woman was crazy. There was this one woman who reached out to me like way earlier on, more like in like June. And, uh, she filled out the application and she like checked in with me. She called me three times, left me a voicemail. And was like super pushy and was like, just like the way that she was talking was this just- This was like from between the course of a Friday to a Monday, right? Because yes. everything went down Monday. Yes. Um, but the way that she was talking just kind of made me seem like she was like a little unstable. So I like already had like a gut feeling like Your this gut was, was telling a no you about, go. Yeah. Um, just the way that she was talking. It was very strange the way that she was like being so forceful. Like when, when can I start? Like when can I start walking your dogs? And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, like hold on a second. So then she was like um, asking me more questions. And I was like, you know, I haven't picked anybody yet. Like I'm not going to rush into this. I really need to make sure I find somebody that's a good fit. So her response was, well, she was asking me why I wouldn't pick her. Like, what what came up in her application that she wouldn't? Well, because be the she got tired one. of waiting, so yeah. she was like, "I guess you're not picking me, so why didn't you pick me?" Yeah. So I told her that I wasn't, you know, settling on anybody yet, and she came back with, um, "I'm gonna." What did she say? I'm gonna she put said, fine. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna create my own business and put. I'm gonna create my own company and put you out of business. And I was like, "Wow, that escalated quickly." <laughs> completely unstable six-year-old who apparently is a lawyer. If that's how you speak to somebody who you're trying to have hire you, I can only imagine how you're going to treat a client when a client has an issue, isn't happy with something. Good luck putting us out of business. So literally my response was best of luck because I'm not going to engage with that. But, you know, we're not out of business yet, so I guess she's not working that hard. Thank God. 
So. She had me worried for a minute. I also had somebody get really mad at me because they applied for the job. And I told them that they didn't live in the area, so I couldn't offer it to them. And they got really angry. And I was like, you don't live in Monmouth County. Right. You live like an hour away. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to waste my time because I know you're going to quit. Exactly. So, uh, you know, it's it's always fun. Yeah. It's always it's fun. Always fun. Yes. Like I said, we take this very seriously. Yeah. Very, very, very seriously. And we have an incredible team right now. We do. Really, They're doing really, really well. Awesome team. It's crazy because there is no shortage of walks and vacations. I mean, people are pummeling in, coming out of the woodwork, like new consults, people needing this, people needing that. And I'm like, like even just yesterday, I was talking to Madison, our our manager, and and we were like looking at the schedule and like all the requests. And it was like, all for the weekend. Is there like a holiday that I'm unaware of, like October 8th to the 10th? Columbus Day or something? Literally four requests. Columbus Day is October 10th? Within two days of each other. And I was like, we don't have even the staffing or the availability to to do all those overnights. So it's been rough, but we're That's your reminder. Get your request for your holidays in with your dog (laughs) walker. Because if you are going away for the holidays or need a walk on the holidays, if you have a dog walker, get it in now because you... There, there is in short supply dog walkers right now. Oh, I was close. Eleventh. What? It's Columbus Day and oh. Indigenous Peoples Day. You were right. Thank you. I guess um, people are traveling for that. <laughs> yeah, I guess everybody's scheduling their vacations because they're fed up with COVID. Uh, people have been, but we're not going to talk about that. No, we're not. This is not for politics or vaccines uh, the scary stuff in the world this is your happy place yes. for animals and dogs and shitty job applicants yes <laughs> all right what else is on our list today um the last thing i have here is just to make a note that today at the time that we're recording this is going to come out friday morning but so yesterday was remember me thursday so i just want to give a little shout out to clint it is our seventh remember me thursday clint is the first dog that i really bonded with at the spca when i first started working there and he was the first dog that I lost at the SPCA. Yeah. And by lost, I mean he had to be euthanized because he could not be placed up for adoption. I wasn't even working there yet. I never no, met No, it was 2014. Him. So, uh, yeah. Happy Remember Me, remember me Thursday, buddy. I'm going to do Chloe. Mm-hmm. My little Chloe We talked girl. about her on the podcast. We did, Well, we did a small bite. Did we? Last year, we did a small bite. Last Remember Me Thursday. I was thinking either Prince or Chloe. We talked about both Prince I and Chloe. Yeah. I thought we did. Well, that's okay. There's also Henny. Henny. Henny girl. Henny, allergic to chicken. Yes. Riddle me that. Yep. She was, uh, she came out of nowhere with her, with her issue. That was, I mean, like nobody was expecting that. Yeah. She was like super chill, uh, really like lackluster, just kind of like, kind of like a potato. Oh, in the background, she was breaking down. Mm -hmm. She was there for a little too long. Goes unnoticed. And, um. This is, she's actually, it's crazy because she's actually a marker that I, I use for a lot of my clients to understand bites and behavior and stuff like that. Um, she was being walked by a volunteer that she only met a few times, if that, um, who was an experienced walker. Very. You know, it wasn't like she, she didn't know what she was doing, but it was her one, of, I think it was her second time meeting Henny. Um, she was walking her and, and while she was out, um, Another another animal attendant was bringing high value like um, when we do high value mental stimulation in the shelter. It's usually in like a tissue uh, toilet paper 
We'll use like old boxes or old uh, toilet paper or paper towel Nothing that's like dangerous. Like you can't really do like marrow bones and stuff. For them to shred it. You can do Kongs, but that's pretty much it. You can't really do the marrow bones and stuff. So um, someone was going around and putting high value stuff on their Corunda beds and giving it to them if they were already in their digs. But Henny was obviously out and Sandy, our, our very good friend, didn't know that that was in there. Right. You know, there was just a mis- miscommunication. So when she brought Henny back in her room to take her harness off, I guess Henny noticed it and guarded it. And yeah. we didn't know that it Henny was so a garter. So she bit her and Sandy backed up and Henny bit her again, which yeah. is, you know, when it comes to talking about um, behavior, if there's another bite after the threat is trying to retreat, uh, it's, it's not a good an, look. classified as an attack then. So, um, you know, that was, even though she was like the calmest dog and like really didn't give us any trouble whatsoever, we couldn't step away from that information. And that just goes to show you like what a difficult job it is to work in a shelter. Oh, it sucks. It's a difficult <laughs> job to be on the ball 24-7. Mm-hmm. Because if you're on the ball 24-7, you let's say you're the person handing out enrichment and you say, okay, this dog's out for a walk. I'll leave the enrichment out. Mm-hmm. And then wait for them to come back and then and then I'll give them their enrichment. Yeah. It's like little things like that that unfortunately you don't pick up on until an Something accident happens. happens. Yeah. It's like a, a live and you learn. Like I'll never make that mistake again, but someone suffers in the process for you to never make that mistake right. again. So that's a consideration to make if you are a volunteer or a shelter worker. Like look for situations like that where communication isn't possible. You can't communicate with whoever currently has the dog and... You don't know if that dog's a garter or if, even if you don't know. Every, any dog can guard if the circumstances are right. Mm-hmm. If it's high value enough, if they're not comfortable enough with the person, it could happen. Yep. Accidents happen if they're in stressed out. In a very out. stressful environment, like being in the shelter. Like, who's to say that she would do that in the home where she was comfortable? You yeah. know what I mean? With somebody that she knew really well and trusted, she might have not done that. But it was just the circumstances that happened. And when you're adopting a dog out, you can't really take that you can't really take that risk, unfortunately, because right. then they'd be getting sued left and right. Mm-hmm. And so, that's that's where like, the hard wh- decisions come into play. You like finishing my sentences, don't you? I apologize. You weren't even right. You <laughs> I never, never am. You never are. <laughs> you never know what I'm going to say. That's where uh, when we're training people in the shelter, uh, when I was training people when they first start, like one of the first things we drill down is like, if you make a mistake, maybe you'll get bit. And maybe you'll you'll have a sore hand or whatever. Worst case, you need a couple stitches. The dog dies. Mm-hmm. One mistake, and they lose their life. So it's not just your own safety that you're you're playing with. It's it's their safety, and you need to be always thinking ahead and proactive. And that's what you need to do to keep these dogs alive. Yeah, that I mean that's with with our job too. Like I um. With the, the dog walking business, I when I interview people, I always have to go back to a certain story of one of our walkers doing their first overnight and allowing somebody to come over, even though having somebody, a boyfriend, come over when you're doing an overnight, that's a huge no-no. Um, but the dog that it happened with is a dog who has bitten numerous people. Mm-hmm. And put, like that one moment put that dog at risk. Thankfully, he didn't do anything. At all. He was actually really right. cool about it. But in any other scenario, if he had bit that guy, 
that would have been horrible. They were for already him. worried that they needed to surrender him. Exactly. They were already worried that they had to put him down. And I convinced them not to. And we did really intensive behavioral training. And he's so much better now. But that that was, God, three years ago. That was a really long time ago. Yeah. And um, I had to explain to the walker that what if he did bite him and the family no longer wanted to keep him? Because they couldn't look past that. They have kids. Right. You know what I mean? That could have changed his entire life. Now, even though now that death is on your hands. Exactly. And, you know, some people just don't understand that or they don't get it because they don't. I, I really do think that you have to work in a shelter to understand. Like you have to have that blood on your hands to really get it. Like you'll never truly understand it right. until you're in that. Because in it's, it's almost ridiculous how high the stakes are. Yeah. For, and, for and such people, a low paying job yeah. that mm-hmm. that you get basically kids like we were all kids oh i was a child you were a child you were younger than me yeah i think i I was you were 22 when i met you i was 20 when you started when i started there yeah which like obviously when you're in high school you're like all 20 i'm I'm an adult but then like now when i look back on it seven years ago like damn i did a lot of growing between oh yeah then and now a lot, of, a lot of heartbreak. A lot of responsibility, you know, and I, I think, you know, for the most part, I think it does, I think it depends on the person. Like if you've already got a hard time with dealing with emotional stuff, it may break you. Unfortunately, this field attracts people who are very mentally fragile to begin with. Extremely empathetic, but right. Well, but I think that that extreme level of empathy puts you at a higher risk mentally mm-hmm. for these things because you take on those emotions and you ha- you can't c- compartmentalize things. Um, that's one thing that I felt like I was always very good at is like setting it aside, on, uh, you know, and dealing no, with needed to be... you're a freak of nature. You don't make any sense. What need, needs to be dealt with and then... Uh, the part where I suck is picking it back up off the table when it's time and processing it. Yeah, you do suck at that part. Um, but you need, to, if you really want to excel and you want to make a living or make your life in animal welfare, you need to learn how to set that shit aside mm-hmm. and focus and just get your emotions out of it and just think logically. And I mean, then- how many workers have like, hit their tipping point and just started yelling in the lobby. Yeah. Like just rant because they, they just broke. I mean, most people lasted about, I don't know, three months. Mm-hmm. One thing doesn't go their way and, and they kick and scream and they think that that's going to fly and it's, it's not going to fly. You're not the first person to kick and scream and throw a tantrum over something. You won't be the last and no and one's ever succeeded. There's still dogs that need you. No one's ever that succeeded. That you just gave up on. Exactly. So like when when your favorite dog needs to get euthanized because they're just not safe to be adopted out, you can sit there and wallow and, and be upset and need to take days off or you can remind yourself and kick yourself in the ass and say, I need to get back to work because there's other dogs that are at risk that I can save. Yeah. Instead, you, you throw in the towel and you not only did you... Not that you failed this dog, but if you want to have that mentality, then not only did you fail this dog, but you're going to fail all the other ones too. You're going to leave them behind. I think the hardest thing for people to remember is that there were many, many other people that failed this dog before you did, if that's what you're thinking. Yeah. Well, that's where that logical thinking comes into play. You need to realize it's bigger than me. You were the last hope and it didn't go your way. That's what you think, but it's, it's, it's always so much bigger than you. There's always so many more moving parts. And you can only do so much. Yeah. And that's why we have Remember Me Thursday. 
So uh, we sh- we light a candle and shine a light, um, remembering the dogs that we've lost who never made it out of the shelter, and then shining a light on the dogs who are still in the shelter waiting for their forever home. I still have Prince's uh, collar wrapped around my rear mirror in my truck. You do? I do. I look at it every day. And I think we have Fred's. Fred's might be right behind this wall in one of the boxes. We have a ton of collars. Cowboy. Yeah. Luna. Fred. Yep. Bunch. Bunch of dogs. All right. I think that's it for this episode. We'll be back in a weekly upload schedule. So I'm sorry if this episode's echoey. I'm sorry that you had to wait so long. Sorry that it's such a long episode. And I'm sorry that if you're watching the video version of this and it cut out and you had to go switch (laughs) over to audio. Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't know why the camera cut off. Maybe there's a limit. The SD card's full. I don't think the battery died. So I'll figure it out. We just bought it. It should be good. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. Until next week. Class dismissed. Oh, wait. Hold on. What? We can't do that. Why? We can't just do that. Where's my closing music? Oh, God. Get it together, will you? Is that the closing music? Can I also state that Pudgelina is way less stressed living at the farm? This isn't closing music. Where's my... Oh. Babe. Leave me alone. No. There it is. Can you respond to what I said? She's way less stressed. All right. Here's our closing music. We could do a proper closing. (sighs) Follow us on Instagram at Possum University. If you like this podcast, please like, subscribe. I think now they call it following. I don't think it's called subscribing anymore. And if you could please, please, please go to Apple Podcasts, search Possum University, leave us a five-star review. We'd really appreciate it. That helps us climb the charts. And it's been a minute, so we need a little help climbing the charts. We need a little assistance. Yep. Um, need to get back in the game. Yeah, back in the game. If you have any questions, I know we haven't asked the trainer we could talk about next week. Yes. But uh, head over to our website, possumuniversity.com. You can ask the trainer, and we'll answer your question on the podcast. Um, if you want virtual training, we offer virtual training. Head over to possumuniversity.com, mm-hmm. and you can find more info on that there. Um I think that's it, right? I have tons of availability for virtual right now. It's true. So get on in there. Get on in there until next week. Class dismissed. Dismissed.